Konnichiwa and welcome back to another episode of Japan Rugby Weekly. I'm Doug the Translator and this week I'll be reviewing Japan against England uh, before also talking about Yamanaka rejoining the Japan team uh, in the place of Masarewa. Ikimashou! Welcome back to another episode of Japan Rugby Weekly. I'm Doug the Translator, like I said, and this week Hopefully I don't sound weird. I've got like a bit of a cut in my mouth. Um, and it's a little bit short to talk. Uh, but yeah, I'm a trooper. I'll keep, I'll keep battling along. Um, but yeah, I was actually chewing a bit of gum while I went for a run and, um, bit my lip, bit the inside of my mouth. I don't know. Um, but yeah, sorry. Obviously that's the kind of news you want to hear when you're coming on to Japan Rugby Weekly. Doug's running life. Uh, it is getting a little bit cooler in Japan now. Uh, during the day it's still got over, uh, 30 degrees, but, bit cooler in the morning, bit cooler at night, so I think we're slowly getting towards uh, autumn. I think it's still way hotter than it was uh, this time last year though, so um, yeah, definitely still feels like summer, but um, looks pretty uh, hot, greasy, oily um, in France at the moment as well, especially those um, late night games, a lot of drop ball, a lot of uh, yeah, errors, mistakes there, um, but obviously I'll touch on that soon. Um, in terms of uh, Dynaball's life, we've got our camp we're going on next week, so uh, just getting prepared for that. Yeah, should be very exciting being able to go on a little shortish camp, but a good camp, um, in preparation for our season coming up, which, uh, it'll hopefully be another great season for the Mighty Boars. But, um, yeah, I always say this, end up waffling, but I want to make it a nice, short, sharp episode again. So I'll go straight into rugby news of the week. Uh, like I said in the intro, we have Semisil Masadewa, uh, being ruled out for the rest of the tournament. So Ryohe Yamanaka is uh, into the World Cup squad. Uh, Semisi Masadewa, he got injured um, real early in the game against England. Fortunately, I uh, ruled him out, but um, yeah, real tough luck for him. But um, obviously, so a great achievement playing in a World Cup. Um, so congrats, uh, Semisi. Hope you uh, get better soon. Um, but yeah, uh, Yamanaka is coming in. After already being in Europe, uh, he's been playing with the Barbarians. He's played uh, all three of their games. They bet Northampton uh, 48-12, uh, bet Bristol 52-26, and then uh, lost to Scarlets 33-19. But um, yeah, he's been playing good uh, footy there. Obviously, won't have to adjust to the time difference as well, um, or the conditions. So um, should be able to slot straight back in. Uh, Japan have a week and a bit in terms of uh, prep time, so... Um, should be able to get in for their, uh, next big game against Samoa. Uh, yeah, that game is going to be on Thursday, the 28th, I think, uh, France time before obviously they play Argentina, uh, to round out the pool game. So two really important games for Japan. Um, Yamanaka, big left foot on him. Um, so not losing too much. Uh, there he's got a pretty good ace control as well. So be interesting to see how he goes. He's obviously, uh, at 29 caps for Japan already. Um, so a bit of experience there and, um, hopefully he can help them, uh, get a few good results in the next few weeks and, uh, Japan can get through to the knockout, uh, comp for the second tournament in a row. Uh, touching on guys who are coming back, uh, into the squads as, I guess, injury replacements, but we got Andrea Pollard from South Africa coming back in, um, replacing Malcolm Marks. So hooker out for S10, but, uh, by the looks of it, he's not going to be picked. For this first game against Ireland, um, he's had an injury and has only uh, played in the most recent, um, Leicester game coming on as a second half replacement, um, where they won 
18, 14. Um, so yeah, he hasn't played too many uh, minutes, so uh, it doesn't look like they're going to be rushing him back in. Um, in saying that, against Ireland, obviously it's a pretty big game. Uh, it's a bit the lock um, who came off against Scotland. It looks like he's in contention at least to play, so it'll be interesting to see how uh, their squad looks or their team looks uh, when it's out in a couple of days. But yeah, uh, going into those uh, most recent games that have just been played with a bit of Around the Grounds. Uh, this week, Japan time on Friday, uh, France uh, struggled a bit against Uruguay, ended up getting a win 27-12 though. But uh, yeah, great fight from Uruguay there. Uh, New Zealand beat Namibia 71-3, did get a red card uh, though. So I think it's the first red card at a World Cup, I think, for New Zealand. Um, so they'll be without a prop for the next few weeks, I'd say. Um, Samoa, it was a tight game against Chile for that first, uh, 39 minutes. Samoa scored right at the end from a good set, uh, scrum move. The, um, and then ended up pulling away in that second half, 43-10. Uh, Wales bet Portugal 28-8, but a great try from Portugal, um, against Wales. I think, uh, Portugal played pretty well in that game. Uh, Ireland too strong for, uh, Tonga winning 59-16, Ireland looking obviously pretty strong. Uh, South Africa as well, 76-0 against Romania. Uh, big performance from them. Uh, so, yeah, it will be a great matchup. Those two teams, uh, Ireland against South Africa this weekend. Uh, we had probably the game of the round, especially for neutrals. Uh, Fiji winning against Australia uh, for the first time in ages. But, yeah, it was when I saw the score, I didn't watch the game because I got up uh, early to watch the Japan England game, so I uh, went to bed a bit early. But um, yeah, I thought it was just going to be you know both teams scoring tries, but I was real surprised to see how much uh, Fiji kicked in terms of taking the three. But obviously, it worked for them, landing um, 22 15 against Australia. So, um, yeah, Australia is going to be a big game for them up against uh, Wales next Monday, 4 a.m. Uh, Japan time. If uh, Aussie lose that, then yeah, I think it's a you know, pretty likely that they won't be making it out of that pool. So, um, Fiji, obviously unlucky not to win against Wales the week before. So, um, yeah, playing great rugby. And then finishing off the round, uh, we had England 34 against Japan 12. Um, yeah, as a Japan rugby podcast, obviously I'll go into this one in a bit more detail, but, uh, like the very start, it wasn't the best game of rugby, uh, to begin with. A lot of drop ball. It looks like when it's those late night games uh, in France, balls obviously are pretty greasy. Um, but yeah, England, I guess, showed even if they're not playing their best footy, they can uh, win. They did it against Argentina, did it again against uh, Japan and kept Japan trialless. So um, yeah, good. It's defensive effort from them. Uh, Japan started pretty slow with that uh, knock on earlier and then goal from Simisi uh, ended up giving her a penalty after that uh, to go down 3-0. But from there, uh, yeah, it was just... When it, they, I think Japan wasn't really able to uh, kickstart that uh, momentum. They'd get some points and then give the ball straight back to uh, England. Like, that little chip kick from... I think it was uh, Matsushima uh, that was kind of... Maybe it was Matsu. It was uh, kind of no man's land. Uh, they kicked it back into the corner. Japan didn't get the line out right and then ended up... Um, conceding a try so uh, after that I thought Japan uh, played all right for the rest of that first half uh, kicked uh, quite a lot of ball but put a lot of pressure on the opposition they um, 
went pretty close to scoring with that little chip over um if the ball bounced a bit better for Lemeki then he could have uh picked up the spoils there but uh in that second half when I think from uh Himeno getting that turnover pretty much on Japan's line then going up and being able to kick uh the penalty that was a obviously a pretty big play um and then a bit of unlucky as with uh Zamala getting pretty much uh, hitting the ball forward everyone stopped uh England went over for that try so yeah a bit unlucky there uh but yeah I thought the biggest part in terms of where I think the game I guess I don't know if you call it turn but at 20 to 12 Japan made a couple of line breaks I think the last line break in that passage was uh Riley going through and then it ended with um Asadi uh knocking the ball on which I thought really stopped that moment I think Japan was doing quite well they looked like they had uh, England under a bit of pressure uh, England exited from that. Japan, I think it was from the next line out, threw a knot straight, then got pushed back to, uh, their own half, got that scrum on their own line, um, had to exit from there and then, and then they were just, uh, untidy in that scrum, the ball squirted out. You had Japan just trying to basically bat it, bat the ball to, um, Matsuda to get that ball out and, um, yeah, ended up getting tackled back over their line. Five meter scrum to England who got the advantage. Then a great kick, obviously, from forward to um get them that pretty important uh third try. And then I think from there, Japan was just playing catch-up, um, just trying to push things, and it didn't obviously work out. Ended up uh letting in another try at the end. I think once that score kind of extended a bit, it looked like England were playing a little bit more free as well. They started to attack quite well, put Japan under pressure, and then ended up scoring in the 81st minute. So, um yeah, I think Japan... Played well for about 60 minutes, but it was just those little pressure moments where they just couldn't quite get it right. And I guess they just showed the class between the two teams. Um, England did what they needed to do. It wasn't perfect game. Looking at a lot of English media, still, I don't think they're still convinced. Um, they feel like they're still a bit away from those top teams, like the South Africans, the Frances, the Irelands. Um, but yeah, I guess in the first two games, they've played the arguably the toughest two teams in their uh, pool. You could probably put Samoa in there as well, but uh, they got two wins. They got one bonus point win as well. Um, so yeah, I think they're showing maybe it might not be the greatest rugby to watch, but they're showing that they can do what they need to to get the uh, job done. And uh, yeah, looking at the comments from England's um, head coach, Bothwick, uh, said he was obviously pleased with their players and the supporters. Um I knew uh, it was going to be a tough game, but great to get the bonus point. And then Courtney uh, Laws, I see New Japan put up a good fight. The ball, like I uh, said, it looked like. I said the ball was uh, greasy, but to get five points away from it, they're pretty happy. So looking at those comments, obviously, um, they know they obviously didn't play perfectly, but uh, were happy enough to get the bonus point from it. Uh, and then Jamie Joseph uh, talked about how he was proud of the boys um, in terms of how they tried to execute the game plan and there were parts where I thought they surprised England in terms of their kicking game, put them under pressure and created opportunities but I think the biggest learning was uh, that they didn't take those opportunities and they just made too many mistakes um, seeing as it was such a, I guess, big game that Japan was targeting. So um, Japan obviously not out of it yet but they've got to win their next two games. They've got Samoa next to they lost to in the, uh, I guess, pre-World Cup warm-up games. Um, that game though, obviously they didn't have Leach for 60-odd minutes of the game, I think, with that red card, and uh, they could have came from behind to win in the last uh, play of the game. They were in Samoa's 22, so I think can't necessarily say that because of that uh, score, Japan's not going to win. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a big game. In uh, Samoa, I know that they can beat uh, Japan, and um, 
yeah, I think it's going to be a big battle to see who can, I guess, keep their World Cup hopes alive. Uh, few honourable mentions, though, Navis Kakni uh, made 19 tackles in his uh, return from that suspension. Uh, played well, obviously. Uh, Matsushima with 84 metres. I think that was the top in terms of the whole uh, game. But, um, yeah, apart from that, uh, obviously there were guys who played you know, pretty well. I think Lemeki coming on in the seventh minute uh, played right there a few times when he just tried to play a few too many of those attacking kicks, I thought, deep in his own half. Like, they turn the ball over and the 22 kicks it pretty much straight back to them and they're right back in defence in their own half from unstructured play, which is really, you know, the worst thing uh, you want. So I thought there were just a few uh, bits of those kind of moments where they lacked composure. Um, but hopefully, um, yeah, guys like Lemmy can learn from that because he's obviously got that X factor. You see that in League One. He's got a big kick on him as well, so he can um, kick Japan out of trouble as well. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they go uh, for next week's game, if they start Lemmy there or if they bring um, Yamanaka straight in. You think Yamanaka will probably be at least in the 23 somewhere. Um, but yeah, we'll have to uh, wait and see. A lot of kicks in the game, 42 from England, 37 from Japan. A lot of them not necessarily uh, meter uh, kicks to gain uh, territory, a lot with those kind of little attacking kicks as well. But I thought in terms of line-out, um, Japan struggled, especially in that second half. They just weren't able to get their line-out going. I talked about that not straight in the second half, which I think after the knock-on from there, there were just three or four bits of play that were negative in terms of Japan, and that just gave England that momentum uh, going straight after a few bits of good running rugby that Japan showed. So if they were just able to hold that ball with uh, Asadia and were able to really build something from there, could have been you know, a really different game if they'd scored there. Would have been, could have been 20-17 uh, to 17 or even 20-19 if the kick was obviously over. So I thought that was a really big moment um, personally. And then that's just, like I said, where that momentum um, really changed. Uh, I thought Japan... A lot of comments on Japan kind of fading in that last 20 or last 10, I think. Um, they were under a lot of pressure, uh, made a lot of tackles. Um, and I think that kind of just took the steam out of them a little bit. I think England were just able to slowly turn the screws and uh, ended up doing that enough to give them those opportunities at the end of the game to get the bonus points. So obviously well played by them. But in saying that, Japan, their tackle success was still 82% compared to... Uh, England 78%. Japan made 10 more missed tackles, but made about 90 more tackles all up. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't say it's a doom and gloom for Japan, but I think they just have to, I guess, cut those errors out, uh, and, you know, see what they can do about that ball when it gets greasy, when it gets a bit slippery, uh, late at night in that humidity. So, um, yeah, definitely things that Japan can build on. That first 60 minutes, like I said, I thought they did well, even though they weren't able to score a try to, um, uh, play against uh England who had you know 61% of the territory in the game and uh 66% of the ball so um I think in with all that uh consider I think yeah there's stuff that Japan can build on but obviously they're running out of time to build on it they got two more games uh to try and get through again to the knockout stages um so yeah those are my I guess two cents but let me know what you reckon um what are Japan's chances for the last two games what do you think about England any other games that you thought from the round? Like I said, Fiji thought were really strong. That was uh, one of the highlights from the weekend. Um, but yeah, before I go, I'll just quickly do the preview version of Around the Grounds. Uh, Japan time on Thursday, the 21st, pretty much at midnight at uh, 12.45. You've got Italy against Uruguay before France take on Namibia. 
uh, on Friday the 22nd at 4am Japan time. Um, all these games, like I've said previously, you can watch on J-Sports. A few of them are on uh, normal free-to-air Japan TV as well. Then we have the Pool D game, Argentina against Samoa, uh, just after midnight, 12.45 on Saturday. And then at 9pm on Saturday, uh, we have Georgia against Portugal. Uh, pretty much straight after that game, 12.45 Sunday morning, you've got England against Chile uh, before one of the games of the round. This one's played... Uh, on NHK, so you'll be able to watch it on your normal TV if you've got NHK. Uh, it's South Africa against Ireland, Sunday morning, 4p, 4 a.m., sorry. So um, should be a good game. Another game that could be one to watch, uh, Scotland against Tonga. I'd expect Tonga to um, struggle against Scotland. I think Scotland will be too good for Tonga, but could be a really good game. And that's followed by another really big game, Wales against Australia. Aussie, pretty much a must-win game. Uh, Wales, if they win this, are pretty much a guaranteed to go through uh, to the knockout stages. So that one's on Monday morning, Japan time, the 25th at uh, 4 a.m. Um, so yeah, that pretty much wraps it up. Um, let me know if you have any more, I guess, questions on anything Japan rugby, anything World Cup, I'll try and find anything if you uh, want me to. Obviously, pretty much more qualified people than a random translator to give you that World Cup news. But um, yeah, I can obviously... Uh, find stuff out and share it if you need to um but keep sending in your questions and your comments to the japan rugby weekly uh instagram and also japan rugby weekly at gmail.com if you've got any questions or comments on there as well and um yeah sorry my uh, mouth is pretty itai or sore so i'm really gonna uh, stop talking soon but thanks again for listening and um yeah go nippon ikimashou thanks for listening to another episode of the jrw podcast Make sure to rate and share the pod if you enjoy it. And don't forget to use code JRW15 at the ANR Pro checkout for a 15% discount. Arigats, I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>